Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. This is week two, session one of the 2K plan. If you haven't listened to my introduction on week one, session one, either head back and take a listen or go to the rowalong.com website where the full description of how to use this 2K plan is available. Today's going to be a very nice simple one. It's just going to be 30 minutes at 20 strokes per minute. Okay, uh, pace as usual for this kind of row is going to be 2K plus 18. Which is going to be around about a five or six effort level. And it means that you should be able to speak through most of the row. Uh, maybe stopping every now and then to take in a breath just to kind of catch up. But anyway, let's start off with a four minute warm up. Um, set your drag factor first, please. Then put your monitor run about eye height so you don't have to look up or down. And your foot straps should cover the bottom lace of your shoe, or if you're in socks, you should be able to hinge forwards without any discomfort. Let's get into our four minute warm up. Do it run about 18 strokes a minute. I'll just guide you through it, okay? In three, two, one, go. So, yeah, we're outside again, which brings great delights because we're outside and the sun's absolutely beating down on, on me. However, it doesn't mean that the loud family are back. So you might hear the odd scream from children and things. Don't worry, it's not my kids. Mine are a delight, mine are perfectly well behaved. <laughs> Actually, one of them is just lying on a picnic rug, <laughs> so she's just, had enough of the sun and the other one's got a face stuck in a book. So right. So coming up for a minute gone in this row, so now's a good time to start having a wee think about what your body's doing while you're rowing. Hopefully your body's rowing while you're rowing. But Think about your body position. You want a forward lean at the front into a backward lean at the back. You want to try and hold that forward lean through the stroke for as long as possible. Kind of blowing the 18 strokes a minute. Warm up right now, aren't we? Always do this when I'm outside. Always feels like 20 is the right rate to warm up at. Maybe I'm so warm already. Okay, two more strokes and then let's take one foot out the straps. Foot out and continue. And then give a good, good old drive with the other leg. This should help the sensation of a good solid leg drive and also helps with compression at the front and opens up the hips a little bit. Two more strokes here. You swap feet. Continue. Two 
Have the kids had enough of the sun? No. They just want ice cream. Okay, three more strokes on this side. And then we're gonna go into kind of straightish legs, a little bit of a bend. Then just the body rock and the arms. Really think about rocking through your hips as you do this and not having a forward and back lean by just bending your, kind of slumping your back. One more here. This is the opposite, straight arms. Drive with the legs. Drive with the legs. Try and keep that forward lean as you drive. You're allowed to lean back at the end just to soak up all that power you're putting into your leg drive. Just a moment. Two more strokes. One quick last one. Ooh. Just snuck that last one in at the end. Okay, have a drink, keep moving up and down the rail, uh, and I'll explain once again what it is we're doing today. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. Okay, so the kids have made their way onto the trampoline, so you'll hear them in the background bouncing away. Anyway, um, today's session once again is going to be a 30 minute row at 20 strokes per minute. Your pace is going to be run about 2k plus 18, which means about 5 or 6 out of 10, or from a speech point of view, you should be able to speak quite well. You can set your monitor 30 mi to 30 minutes this time if you want, because it's a um, non-interval one, so we should both start and stop at round about the same time, give or take like half a second, so that all works uh, really well this time. Okay, so. Let's get into this then, and I'll talk away to you while we row. So, 20 strokes a minute, that's one stroke every three seconds. Just follow me for stroke rate. Okay, so 30 minutes, 20 strokes a minute, 2K plus 18 in three, two, one, go. Now, I'll say right at the outset that if you're doing this from a peak plan point of view, then there's two things to consider. One, the peak plan pacing for a session like this just says go as slow as you need to in order to, in order to complete the session. Um, whereas for my PDP plan and for kind of most other plans, kind of do prefer giving a actual pace guide because it's something that you can come back to benchmark how you feel you're getting on you can do a 2k test every four weeks and then adjust your training pace whereas just taking it as, as slow as you need in order to manage it and then the next time going a tiny bit faster. It can take quite a while. I mean you can 
take the whole four weeks of that approach just to find out what your optimum training pace is. Whereas the way I do it, you start off by rowing a 2K test, you instantly know when I say 2K plus 18 seconds, you know exactly what that means in terms of the pace you should be rowing at. But then the other thing that the PEAT plan says for these steady distance, or in our case, steady time rows, is that you should actually be at kind of, what does it say, 22 to 26 from a stroke rate. So a much faster stroke rate than I'll be laying out for you on most of these. Which I'll go up to 22 for, oh, it's the neighbor's dog. I'll go up to 22 for the odd section, but most of them will be 18 and 20. It helps you with rhythm and also helps you just correlate stroke rate with pace. Because if you look at the 22s from last week, you were rowing the same pace last week as you are today. But Last week you were going two strokes a minute faster from a stroke rate point of view. Which sure made all the strokes feel a lot lighter from a muscle point of view, but I don't know, I just prefer knowing that as your rate goes up, your pace goes up. It's a very easy correlation there. If you're doing 18 strokes a minute at 2k plus 20, if you do 2k, sorry, if you do 20 strokes a minute, you should be going a little bit faster, which in my pace guides is two seconds faster. Then up to 22 strokes a minute is another two seconds faster. 24 is about three seconds faster, as is 26, and then 28. So anyway, this is not in any way to poo-poo the peak plan. I would never do that, especially because I'm basing a lot of the principles of this plan on what is within the peak plan. But in order to make this something that's structured enough for us to be able to row along with each other, I prefer not to have a fluid approach to pace and stroke rate. I prefer just to say to you, do this. However, I'm not there with you. You can do what you want. 
the peat plan has helped a lot of rowers out there, so. It's tried and tested. But then so is the other plans that I'm kind of using knowledge from to make this PDP plan. There we go. Crikey. For a caveat, six minutes is a long caveat. There's not as much caveat is it is more just just trying to explain there's so many different ways so many different plans and I mean I'm just trying to help you find a little bit of structure distract you enough that you can get through a half hour roll at 20 strokes a minute which to be fair is not the most interesting row you'll ever do. Maybe if you did this as a time trial, see how far you can get in 30 minutes at 20 strokes a minute. That is interesting. Certainly interesting when you're completely spent and you still have eight minutes to go in the room. It's the problem with timed challenges. It doesn't matter how fast you go, you still have half an hour to row. You still have half an hour to row. Or at least on a say a 10k. If you were to row it at two minute splits, it would take you 40 minutes to cover a 10k row. If you don't want to spend 40 minutes, then all you have to do is go faster. So if you did it at 150 splits, that is 200 seconds faster, which means you'll only be spending, is that 37, 40? There you go. If you find long rows tough and you want them to finish earlier, set it for a distance and just roll it faster. Simple. I am joking, of course. It's not quite simple. And what it ends up being is, if you're used to doing a 10K at two minute splits, and you suddenly try and do it at 150, you're gonna be working rather hard that's going to put it into the top tier kind of workout, if you ask me. 
but that's not what we're doing today. Today, just a simple 20 strokes per minute for 30 minutes. 600 strokes, all at the same pace. Wherever you start at is what you finish at. No heroics, but also no backing down. There we go. 10 minutes gone already. Ooh. The haircut is still not helping when it comes to perspiring. If I can somehow force the, the runoff to go over my sunglasses instead of behind them and into my eyes. I was contemplating going for a run tonight. But then I thought, what better way to finish a nice evening? Been rowing with some good company. Plus, I mean, what's this, the third, fourth alfresco row I've managed to do in blistering sunshine in Glasgow. I'm telling you, I said it before, but this is like winning the lottery. I'm not working and missing out on the sun. It's a weekend, the sun's out. Kids seem content. And I get to do some exercise. And I'm then gonna make some chicken and broccoli after the row to keep me happy that way. Perfect. Which means I don't have the annoying food babies tonight. Which makes a change for a Sunday. So how are you getting on? You're just purring along with me. Hopefully you're not struggling with the pace or anything. Your muscles shouldn't feel worn out. Your butt might feel sore if you're not used to half-hour rows. But especially if you're driving from the legs, you should be activating your glutes on every drive, so you're forgiven if you have a bit of a sensation 
but the cardio system shouldn't be overly taxed. You'll be up there, but not too far up there. For certain, your arms and leg muscles shouldn't feel fatigued. You should just be comfortably looking at this row. It's the first one of the training week. To set you up for the week ahead. I say the first one. If you're doing the five, four, three day training plan, this may be session two. You may have skipped it entirely and gone straight to the mid-tier session two for your day one. In which case, who am I talking to? Well, my amazing wife just returned from a, a run and the look on her face said it all. <laughs> she doesn't enjoy training in the heat. I do, I relish in this. Yeah, you get tired quicker, get dehydrated a lot quicker. So it's important taking a lot of fluids before a roll like this. Well, regardless of whether you're doing it in a hot sun, always approach your rows fully hydrated. Don't really need to take any supplements or anything. Could take one of the kind of electrolyte drinks, just to make sure you've got all the salts and stuff in your system that you need. But for a roll like this, you're just chugging along. I mean, sometimes I'll take a pre-workout pre kind of mix of beta-alanine and creatine, AAK, and was it citrulline malate? Is that the other one? But most of that is just about recovery rather than performance. All right, so we are 17 minutes in. I'm not going to say now is the point where you're going to start struggling because you shouldn't really struggle at any point through today's row. But what you might find is as you get fatigued, you know what I'm going to say. As you get fatigued, your technique 
we start to just just falter a little bit. A couple of odd gremlins. Like I've realised, I've started doing that overreach thing again. Because my shoulder hurts. It's a handy clue, but it just sets me right back to where I was when I get it wrong. So anyway, let's just spend a few minutes going through it all again. I know, I know. <clears throat> but what else am I going to talk about? Music, movies, drums. Oh, I did watch Whiplash last night. Right. Hopefully you're all concentrating. You've done a bit of self-analysis as to what's going on with your stroke. So let's quickly just address shins first. Are your shins vertical at the front? As you get here, you should get to vertical and no more. And hopefully no less, but depending on your flexibility, you might not be able to manage that. The key being not to lift your heels too far off the foot plates. Because what you want to do is push off, like press off with your feet. So put your heels down and just press, push. Call it what you want. Just concentrate on a smooth, fluid drive from your legs. As though you're trying to push the machine away from you. So, Get those heels down and spring backwards. But then that only works, or only works right, if you have a forward lean at the front at the same time. So the way you're looking at me on this video, that means 11 o'clock at the front and 1 o'clock at the back. But let's concentrate on the lean forward at the front first. So from your hips, rock forwards and just maintain a forward lean as you initiate the drive with your legs. And then try and hold that forward lean for as long as possible. Almost until your leg drive runs out of leg. <laughs> Don't have a better phrase. So try and keep that power coming through from your legs up through your posterior chain and into your arms, which is best done by maintaining that forward lean. 
It's also key to have relaxed straight arms as well. And again, as the leg drive comes to an end, that's when you pull with a handle and finish the stroke. You shouldn't bend your elbows until the very end. If you have to bend your elbows to fight against the weight of the machine, there's a good chance that the drag factor is set too high. So, as you pull in with your arms, think about squeezing your shoulder blades together at the back. Just to get, just squeeze out the power from your lats with the handle finishing just below your sternum. Now, some coaching videos I've seen suggest bringing your elbows out to the side slightly as you finish, like this. I can't get to grips with that, but then I'm not an on-the-water rower. I think it's maybe key in terms of rotating the handle, maybe. Rotating the oar, I mean, to get it out of the water cleanly. But no, handles on the postcard. By the way, <clears throat> I can't get to grips with it, so I send my elbows straight through and squeeze my shoulder blades together. But then, what happens on the way back? I hear you asking. Well, do it all in reverse. So, speed that you brought the handle into your chest at, release it away from your body until you have straight arms again. Get it cleared over your knees and then use that forward momentum to Initiate your forward rock through the hips. And then once you're in that straight arm forward rock, then bend your knees and you'll effortlessly slide to the front of the machine. Nice relaxed arms. So arms, back, knees. Arms, back, knees. Or more commonly, arms, back, legs. Arms, back, legs. 
So that's the broader points of the stroke. Then there's things like make sure and have an engaged core, both at the front as you initiate the drive, and then at the back, well, all the way through to the back as you finish. And then you can relax a little bit as you return back up the rail. But a braced core helps that power transfer up from your legs, through your body, into your arms, into the handle. Then, just pay attention to what you're doing with your feet and the foot straps. Are you having to brace yourself against them as you get to the end of the stroke to stop any excess power that you haven't put into the handle better known as a waste of power and or are you wrenching against the foot straps with your feet to pull yourself back up the rail which is poor technique for energy resource reasons but also like every element of the right way to row it's about injury prevention by doing your forward lean to back lean for as long as possible like the forward lean for as long as possible <clears throat> you're avoiding taking the power of the stroke through, the, through your lower back and then by getting that forward lean forwards with the handle and the hip rock avoiding yanking on the foot straps you guard yourself from quad damage and from lower back damage and you're not using muscle power that you really don't need to especially on a rule like this where you want to try and conserve all the power into the stroke because the harder you make it the tougher it will be. Funny that. Don't need to be a rocket surgeon or a brain scientist. See what I did there. Don't have to be that to work out that waste of power means not waste of power. Anyway. I feel we've discussed a lot together today in our time together. Maybe not the most 
random of my chats. Been kind of on, a bit more on point today, but can't always be random. So in five, four, three, two, one. We're all done. And have a quick drink. And then two minute roll. Uh, two minute. <laughs> two minute cool down, sorry. Still a two minute roll, but not what I meant to say. You ready? Three, two, one. Just ease through this. Your body won't be overstressed anyway, so just use this as a way to return close to your baseline heart rate and stuff. Thanks again for being part of this, coming and watching these videos and commenting and stuff. Remember to subscribe if you haven't already. Remember to comment if you haven't already. Remember, there's a Facebook community group to support what you're going through here. There's also the website, which has the full plan on it. Links to all this stuff is in the, the description, so don't worry about it. You don't have to remember this stuff. And of course, if you just want to know stuff about indoor rowing and other training plans and teams and competitions and things, then my website, indoorrowinginfo.com is a website dedicated to just that, where you can sign up to the FMMC monthly challenge, you can check out apps that can help you with the rowing. Oh, I give you it all. Anyway, so, session one of week two is in the bag. Session two of week two is just another mid, if you're on the six day plan. Well, maybe your session one if you're on the other day plans. So, August very confusing, but hey, we'll work it out together. There we go, two minutes done. Thanks again for joining me on a day like this. I hope you enjoyed your row. Do leave a comment. Uh, hashtag today. What should we do? What should we call it? Uh, sunny Glasgow. Hashtag Sunny Glasgow. Why not? Let's embrace the sun in Glasgow. It happens so infrequently. <laughs> right. All done. Hope you're okay. Keep safe. I keep sane. Don't let your kids annoy you. <laughs> um, and be well. All right, see you in the next one. Ciao. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.